0: Seafood lovers, listen up. A report released today by Ocean Advocacy Group reports that there is widespread seafood fraud going on and it is costing you. Uh, Joining us right now is Julia Levin, who is a, a seafood fraud campaigner for Oceana, Canada. Welcome to the program. Good to have you along, Julia. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Okay, first of all, what is seafood fraud? Seafood
1: fraud is the misrepresentation of seafood products so, for example, what we focus on at Oceania Canada is species substitution. Well, one type of fish is sold as a different species. For example, selling tilapia as a snapper.
0: Okay, and this so this is the practice of mislabeling seafood products. Is this happening at the grocery store level, or is it happening at restaurants, or where?
1: We just finished a national investigation into seafood fraud across five cities, and we tested both restaurants and retailers and found that of nearly 400 samples tested, were mislabeled. So it's happening both at grocery stores as well as restaurants, and it really is a national problem.
0: Okay, and this is a concern for consumers not only because they're being ripped off, but there's a health risk, correct?
1: Exactly. Um, In in addition to the economic risk where consumers are being cheated, it also hurts the entire industry by undercutting responsible businesses. But as well, there is a health risk. Um, When consumers eat a fish without knowing what species it is, they risk eating something that they may be allergic to or that contains high levels of contaminants, such as mercury. In fact, nearly 60% of the mislabeled samples found in this study had potential health consequences for, um, for consumers, making a real food safety issue. One example is that one of the most common substitutes we found was escalar, which is also known as the laxative of the sea.
0: The laxative of the sea. Yikes. Why?
1: Oh, because of its impact on the gastrointestinal system. And because of this impact, it's actually banned uh, for, from sale in several countries around the world. But in Canada, consumers might be knowing, unknowingly buying it when they purchase white tuna or butterfish.
0: Oh, white tuna or butterfish. Good to know. I'm always wondering, you know, I always wonder about sushi. Am I eating tuna? Is this tuna? I don't know. Uh, what fish are the most commonly mislabeled? So the most, we focused in the study
1: on on more desirable, expensive, supply-limited species that are most likely to be victims of seafood fraud and mislabeling, such as cod, Pacific wild salmon, sole, and snappers. Of the 44 snappers we tested, none turned out to match the label. None? None of them. Um, And the conclusion that we want consumers to come to is not that they shouldn't eat seafood. Yeah. They could a sustainable, healthy choice of protein. But we want Canadians to have the guarantee that the seafood they buy is safe, honestly labeled, and legally caught. And the way we can guarantee this is through government-regulated full-chain boat-to-plate traceability. Okay, That's what, what is that? So what that is is um, the tracking of seafood as it moves through the entire supply chain, from when it comes out of the water to the processor all the way down to the final point of sale. So we want a complete set of information moving with that product so that by the time it gets to you, at the grocery store or the restaurant, you know exactly what you're what you're buying. How
0: feasible European, is that?
1: The European Union has already implemented plate traceability with stringent um, consumer labeling information, and they've and since it's, since it's been implemented, they've actually seen seafood fraud and mislabeling rates go down significantly. So not only is it feasible somewhere like the European Union, and therefore feasible in Canada, but it really works. We have the proof of concept, and now it's time for Canada to implement a similar system here.
0: I was shocked reading uh, the story based on your report that a fish caught in Canada can be shipped to China, gutted, gutted in China, then the it would be uh, sent to the U.S. to be breaded, then ultimately appear on shelves back in Canada, listed as an American product. It seems like there's uh, a problem with the fish supply chain. Why is it traveling so far?
1: There's multiple reasons why seafood is traveling is traveling. From country to country to country, um, it's not alone. Our food system is highly globalized and complex. But seafood, given its nature, um, it, it does tend to have a longer supply chain than most products, and that's why we need to bring more transparency to these supply chains so that we can properly track and trace seafood, and that when we so that we know exactly what we're getting and where it came from.
0: So this uh, seafood fraud, is this basically uh, a way of laundering fish into the supply chain? You know, getting around the banned fish because we've overfished. And so the desirable fish that we want, like the red snapper, it's, uh, it's not as available.
1: Exactly. There's two primary motives behind seafood fraud. The first, which we mentioned, is economic profit. So you're um, selling a less expensive variety as a more expensive species to make more. But the other is exactly that estimates place um, place the percentage of the global fishing catch that is illegal or unreported at a minimum of 20%. Mm. And of that, it has to be laundered into supply chains, and it does that through seafood fraud, which gives these products a legal identity. And there's a lot of negative implications of illegal fishing. You mentioned overfishing on the oceans, as well as it's tied to human rights violations, such as modern slavery and child labor.
0: Okay, now that we know about seafood fraud... I mean, how do we protect ourselves against it?
1: So there's several things that consumers can do. I would encourage everyone to get involved um, in advocating for long-term change. So join our petition calling on the Canadian Food Inspection Agency to implement full-chain to plate traceability because we really do need long-term industry change, and that can only come about through government regulations. But in the short term, consumers can protect themselves in in different ways, um, and they should continue to eat fish. But when they purchase fish, they should be asking questions about the species, about where it was caught and how it was caught, and be suspicious if they're not getting um, information in return. I can't can't
0: help, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, that, you know, when you talk about asking about the fish and where it came from, I just immediately thought of that Portlandia scene where uh, the fellow is ordering chicken. And the uh, the waiter comes over and brings over the menu and says, oh, this is all the information. Your chicken's name was Colin. He was raised on a... You're not talking yes. about that. You're yes. talking about asking the restaurant. But if the restaurant doesn't know anything about where that what that fish is, where it came from, that's probably a no-no, right?
1: That should set off a couple of alarm bells. And the more we ask these questions at restaurants and grocery stores, the more they, there will be downwards pressure. Yeah, put in place better rules.
0: But you know, don't I have the, I more... I have these. I don't mean to interrupt, but when I go to the fish monger section of my grocery store, it's usually somebody's kid that's still in high school working behind the uh, you know the counter, and they don't even know if it was fresh or frozen. Drives me crazy. So, what do you do? Do you ask for a, a manager?
1: At that point, you can ask for a manager. But that's again why I think the most important thing consumers can do is advocate to the government that they make this a priority because it, it can't come down just to the consumer asking um, the person at the final point of sale. Mm-hmm. We need full traceability throughout the entire system to make sure that our seafood protects not just consumers but the oceans as well.
0: There's also a label or something you can look for on your seafood at the grocery store that will help you know if it's responsibly sourced?
1: Exactly. There's the Marine Stewardship Council. You can check for their blue checkmark logo. There's also fishmongers who are dedicated to sustainable seafood. There are good options out there, but this should not just be a luxury. Canadians should have a guarantee, no matter where they're purchasing seafood, that it's safe, honestly labeled, and legally caught.
0: Julia, if it's as simple as signing a petition and getting your support, where do we go?
1: You go to Oceana.ca slash Stop Seafood Fraud. I encourage all of your listeners to go there and help us out.
0: Julia, thanks so much. I really appreciate your time today.
1: Thank you, Kelly. Have a good one.